Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome to another Cracker Classics mm. weekly podcast where these two guys, Hi. Ian and me, <laughs> watch old movies and cheer sometimes. Cringe a lot of the times. Um, but mostly just enjoy ourselves. Me. Laugh at how terrible people have been historically. And still are. Yeah, but we're not concerned, as concerned with that. It tends to come up, though. <laughs> it really does. I feel like, oh, we still do that. Uh, yeah. That's bad, but I just saw that yesterday. <laughs> this week, I don't know if we're going to get any of that. Um, It's a good question. I haven't seen this movie in ages. I would think personally no, because I'm I'm not in New York, and I'm not in the mob, and <laughs> I'm not a cop, so... Yeah. I know they didn't narrow down really what movie we're watching. <laughs> we are honoring the great Richard Roundtree by watching his classic, classic movie, Shaft. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, wrong movie. <laughs> we got to do that for our 80s is edition, it? don't we? <laughs> yeah, at some point. I think it's early 80s. It's like 81, I think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we're watching Shaft. Should be good. May. I remember very little about this. Yeah, I I remember the gist of it. Yeah. Shaft is hired by one mobster to get his daughter back from some other mobsters because they kidnapped her. God, you remember more than I do. That's all I got. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's basically Richard Roundtree being a badass. And talking about his duty to please Booty. Mm. I don't remember if we see that, if he actually proves it or not. I don't remember. Oh, he definitely talks about it, though. Well, yeah, but talking about it's one thing. Well, that's, this is a proper black exploitation flick, so I assume we see, Boobs. if not Booty, at least titties. It's true. So, but probably Booty, too. Probably. Maybe not a bear Booty. Though maybe. It's also early 70s, so we weren't quite, I mean, we were a little bit pushing envelopes of what we can get away with, but we're still kind of in the start of, yeah, let's do this and see if they'll let us do it. That's true. That's true. Dolomite was still a couple years away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dolomite. (laughs) Uh, There's got to be some in there, though. It's black exploitation film. It's an early black exploitation. Yeah, this is seventy-one, that's, right? Yeah, that's why I'm not sure. So it's yeah, that's, what's been established? This is real early in the mm-hmm. in the genre, as evidenced by the fact that Shaft is more private investigator than he, he's he's more establishment. Still not establishment, but. He's also, also not on a government payroll like a yes, cop would be. Yes, that's true. But he's Still not has to freelance. like Superfly. True. So, <laughs> which is another movie we need to do it's at like, some yeah, point. Yeah, we need but, to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here, um, what's going to be a problem? Aside from the whole movie? <laughs> Well, that's uh. obvious. I, I wanted a little more specifics. 
Um, misrepresentation of Whitey. Is it really misrepresentation? No. That was sarcasm, kids. Good. Uh, <laughs> My only real thought is the the double whammy of misogyny and oh, toxic yeah. masculinity, because that, that's in here. Absolutely. Do we even get Whitey? Are there white people in this movie? Uh, aren't there, like, Italian mobsters? If I remember right, there are some... Stereotypes. Oh, there's definitely Italian stereotypes, stereotypes in here. And I think they're the mobsters that kidnapped the daughter, if I remember right. Well, we should probably go find out. Uh, yes, stereotypes galore and whatnot. We will be back for our intermission impressions and booty. Pleased booty. Booty. Well, no booty yet. Just hands on skin that eventually turned out to be back, but it was very unclear there for a minute. Art house porn. (laughs) You didn't see anything, but the music was good. Yeah. In some ways, that's better than real porn. (sighs) The music's always terrible in porn. That's true. Sometimes (laughs) it's bad enough to just kill the mood, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not here, though. No. It was a funky tease. <laughs> Best part about this movie is the music. The music's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an Isaac Hayes thing, yeah. so. Everything else in the movie, I don't know. I'm digging on it. No Italians, though. But uh, the gangster whose daughter was kidnapped is black. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. And he has the weirdest cigar. He puffed on that the whole scene. It never went down. Yeah. It stayed the same length. that long of a scene. Seven, eight minutes. Maybe not quite that long, but he still just got puffing away, and then there was no change to that cigar. It's just a thing I noticed. It started to bug me. Because huh. that's not something that no, normally you get, like, the the magical size-changing cigar, mm-hmm. where it'll be longer or shorter, and then longer or shorter, Between and then longer takes, or shorter. Between takes, yeah. So. Here, I don't know. No change at all is almost better. Not that I noticed. <laughs> but it was enough for me to notice it. I don't know. I noticed that they did point out the taxi problem. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of subtle racism pointing out in here yeah there's a term for that pointing out racism probably i don't know pointing out racism uh, pri- um, yeah <laughs> just when it came out of my mouth i'm like yeah. that's not what i wanted to say there's a word for it um <laughs> it's not done in like a preachy way it's no it's just it's just kind of there just kind of nudging you hey because that's life this shit happens yeah hey look at that People suck. Hey. Mm-hmm. That ain't right. <laughs> yep. And even a, a little bit with language, sorta. Yeah. You don't lean on that kind. Yep. There's just subtle reminders of you're black, I'm white. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, especially with the cops, <laughs> of course. It warms my black heart to see you so concerned about us minorities. Yeah. That's a good line. <laughs> yeah. It's one I had to write down. But then we do have a lot of power dynamics. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Shaft is 
top dog. Yeah. Despite losing his license, potentially. It's a lot of uh, confidence through your job. Yes. I mean, he could try to still be the, the borderline asshole that he's being right now, but it would not hit as much because he doesn't have a badge. Yeah. But he has the badge and the gun on permit, so he can strut around like he's top shit. There, there, there's a lot of posturing. And yeah. they did they did say, you know, like, well, he can back it up, so there's that. But, In more ways than one. But there's still, they, they make a big deal out of the appearance of, of strength, the mm-hmm. appearance of power, and not looking weak, which is a problem. There's a lot of that in here, yeah. That's the type of masculinity that causes problems. Yeah. For everybody. Meanwhile, there's Bumpy, who has money, so it doesn't matter. He can buy strength. Uh, you also get the idea that he has... He has that strength. That's how he got the money. We wouldn't like him when he's angry. Yes. Sort of the vibe that I got from him. Um, his henchman guy is very much little man syndrome, like overcompensating mm-hmm. for certain inadequacies. Irrationally violent. Yep. Uh, for the sake of putting on the appearances. Because once Shaft was in the room, then all those... Yep. Threats of stuff just sort of yep. vanished. Of, he, oh. he talked a big game until Shaft actually got there. Yeah. And whereas Pumpy was like, nah, I know I know where I'm at. I know where he's at. We good. But as a businessman, I, <laughs> I don't care about the death of my employee. Because <laughs> what I need is what you can provide, and I will give you everything I have to make sure it gets done. His death opened up the payroll a little bit so I could afford to have you 50 bucks an hour plus expenses. Which, whew, that's, uh, that is far from nothing. But you see his expenses, though. Making sure a little kid on the street gets a meal. meal. Yep. Yep. 10 bucks to fix a lady's door that he kicked in. Yep. You know. They're at least legit expenses. <laughs> at first, I'm like, oh, God, what are these expenses going to be? Is I, I forgot how much I like this movie. It's legit. It's good. It's a bit slow, though. It's a bit slow, but it's it's not as problematic as it very easily could could have been. True. Um, it, it's slow in a procedural kind of way. It's very police drama in that sense. Very, yep. And it does, and it's not, like, painfully slow. There's a certain tension it maintains, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like it's holding you back. It's just, like, letting the thing unwind in front of you. Yeah, so far um, not much has happened. No. But I also haven't been like, all right, come on, let's get it going. Uh <laughs> It doesn't feel, it doesn't drag. There's been set up an intrigue. It's slow, but it doesn't drag. There's That's, questions yeah. that were yes. asked. <laughs> Who took my daughter? Which we still don't know yet. We know it uh, wasn't a uh, dude involved in the revolution or whatever. They were kind of vague about what the group meeting was. Uh, essentially, black revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, Get that un- by. Un- unspecified, not real world black revolutionaries. Yeah. That's what they were. <laughs> the underground. Yeah, because they pointed out that it's not the Panthers and it's not um, 
shit, some other group that yeah. I, I recognize but can't bring yeah, to mind yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Um, so they're like, no, no, it's not. It's not these real world people. It's it's an entirely separate third thing that exists in this movie universe. At least uh, Shaft ain't spending his money on hookers because he's got a lady. Oh yeah. And in classic power move, I love you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Click. He did it before Han Solo. Thank you. <laughs> this was cooler. Uh, yes. Yes, it was. Well, uh, I don't know. That scene, because Han knows he's about to be frozen, and it's just, there's, there's a lot to be said for that. True. Empire is the best Star Wars. Fight me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why does everyone say that? I, I used to argue against it. I had points. And as I have matured, I recognize that they're right. Empire's the best Star Wars. It just that's, is. That, that's not like, what my comment was referencing. Oh. They all say, fight me. <laughs> everyone says Empire's the greatest, fight me. Don't have to fight you because they care in the majority on this. <laughs> Well, that's the whole point. People only say fight me when they know there's no fight to be had. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking um, of overconfidence. <laughs> um, I was a little surprised at how concerned about optics the cop was. Talking about how we got these mafia guys moving in and it's basically a mob turf war but that's not how the public's gonna see it they're just gonna see it as black versus white which at this point coming off of the civil rights movement yeah that's a legit concern it must be an election year yeah probably not true it's 71 we just had an election but usually that's the only time that optics become a thing is (laughs) when people are gonna go to the polls soon no 72 is an election year true so, this is so January we're 71. We're in campaign season. I'm always in campaign season. This is America. Season. Campaign season starts two years before the election because reasons. Fuck. Um, but at this point in time, it is refreshing yeah. to have someone in authority worried about the optics, even if it's all self-serving. And Yeah. I think by this point, there had already been some police brutality in New York. Mm, probably. I think late 60s there was some incidents. I can't think specifically, but... I mean, it's always been a thing, but once the news started to make it a thing... Yeah, something that was brought to the level of consciousness mm-hmm. instead of just being there and ignored. Suddenly white guys with guns are worried about how things look. <laughs> yeah. For the sake of my job, I don't want to look bad. Because really, it's Shaft, the one who's looking bad. Because he's got a foot in Whitey's drawer. <laughs> I found that an interesting line. I don't know why. Well, it's, I mean, he works with the cops. The white cops. I just never heard of a foot in a drawer before. And they say it's Whitey's drawer. I immediately assume what's in the drawer. Ew. Yeah. Well, why would you have a foot in someone else's underwear drawer? Um... That's a very good question. Yeah. And we know what it means. He's sold out. Yeah. He has gotten favors from white guys. And yeah. the cops. Yep. The white cops. The establishment. Mm-hmm. The man. And that's, whoa. Is 
that where your confidence in Cock of the Walk came from? No. Financed by Whitey. Was a little bit. Little bit, but his confidence is mostly the fact that he's John Shaft. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but to uh, be able to prove it and back it up, I mean, he it has helps. been kept out of jail for manslaughter because it, they pulled a string or two. Yeah. You know, if he wasn't John Shaft and just some other black guy who threw a, another black guy out a window, he would be in jail. Yes. But the man gets results, you stupid chief. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's very much one of those. Mm -hmm. He can get away with whatever he wants because he gets results. Which is not terrible in here. Surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Because usually that's not a good thing. (laughs) Lethal weapon. So far he's been very effective. Yes. I mean, he doesn't know much yet, but it's early. There's only minimal property damage. And he pays for it. And a lot of nameless black boys dead. As you Welcome do. to 70s New York. Mm-hmm. But someone's looking for Shaft. Or someone has fingered him, and not in a good way. Eh. I, I was a little lost at that. Of, Were they looking at him while he was being fingered? Maybe. We didn't see the whole scene of that. <laughs> we saw her fingers at one point on it was, his back. It was very but, artfully done. Yes. It was quite pretty, uh, actually. Um, this... this, this <laughs> Feels like a more respectable black exploitation flick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. It's before white people found out they could make money off it, so it's that's more true. Legit. That's true. Yeah, they're not leaning into the stereotypes mm-hmm. as hard. Yeah, there really hasn't been stereotypes in here. Yeah, no, this is. I mean, yeah, okay, the cops Italian. Yeah, but that's He's not, not really... being stereotypically an Italian cop. No. I still don't know who's... Yeah, who's fingered him, who's trailing him, <laughs> trying to find him. You know, we thought it was Bumpy. But then the, the whole gunfight at Amsterdam Avenue. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a fight. They just all got mowed down. So there, there's some mob of someone who's apparently after Shaft, beyond Bumpy. So I don't know. I'm at least left with questions I want answered. Sometimes at half point, I'm like, I just don't care. But there's a story here that I want to see through and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Are we ready to go back to it? Yes, absolutely. Yay! We'll be back with our curtain call. And maybe some bootay? Well, we haven't heard that line yet. We've only gotten two of the classics thus far. Yeah, that's true. Say any damn thing I want. Anyway. It's coming then. Yep. <clears throat> tight. Kind of surprised. Hmm. Random girl at the bar had a reasonable personality. Like, she wasn't entirely one-dimensional. I suppose. She gave him shit for being good in bed, but kind of a dick after. Was he a dick after? A little bit. Uh... Sorta. All right, girl, party's over. You gotta get out of here. Yeah, but it was, what, noon? I don't know what time it was. It's hard to tell with this. Well, that's true. But, I mean, he left, did some business. Ah, uh, that's true. Came back. She was still just asleep in bed. Not her bed. <laughs> Not a bed she'd been in before. Uh. Okay, maybe a little abrupt. 
But was it a complete dick move for her to be a bitch like that with her own catchphrase? It was shitty. It was a shitty catchphrase, and that's why they kept <laughs> mocking it. Uh, it was entertaining. It was entertaining, yeah. Speaking of which, apparently this isn't the movie where Tis My Duty to Please That Booty comes from. And the internet is no help with that either. Everything with a source says Shaft 2000, but I'm like, no, that's definitely been around longer than that. There's almost too much class in this movie for a line like that. Almost. This is definitely not what I thought it was going to be. No. It's still your gritty 70s police drama, but it's not all exploitation y. <laughs> it is, but it isn't. It yeah, is, yeah, yeah. but it's not in the uh, stereotypical exploitation way. No, no, no. Ways. It's not. Put it this way the only boobs we saw were on that white woman. And it was for about a half a second. Mm hmm. And we only saw nipple through shower door. Yeah, it was kind of bizarre. <laughs> rather tame. <laughs> but uh, interracial love in the early 70s, that was, yep. I'm sure, uh, ruffled some feathers. And a gay bartender. Yes. Who was a little stereotypical, but didn't end up dead or do anything super like weird or creepy. That's true. He was just there, and then, and then he wasn't. And Nothing happened to him. Yeah. Played a little wingman for Shaft, but uh-huh. the girl with the groovy boobies thinks you're... <laughs> Her titillating boobs. <laughs> the titillating titties. You really like that uh, word because it has the word tit in it. Tits. Anyway. Um... <laughs> but I liked groovy boobs because of the double O in Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, you know, the... Word play all around. Oh, it was good times. Very good times. Um, yeah, I was surprised at the gay bartender. When we saw him, and it was like, okay, you know, he's gay, kind of stereotypical, all right. And then he flat out says, I told the girl I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. We're, we're not just insinuating. This mm-hmm. is... We're not playing up stereotypes. He actually is This is, is canon. <laughs> and he was, well, he was stereotypical a little bit, but it wasn't like, my God... Over the top. No, no. You know? Because that's kind of how we're handling stereotypes in this movie. They're there. But they're not, like, spotlight. They're not exaggerated. Yeah. They're there. They're just there. They're presented in that, well, they're a stereotype for a reason. Yeah. And here's the reason why. It's something that's believable and real. Yeah. It makes stereotypes odd. Your, your approach to them, this this movie. Yeah. Because a lot of us will go, no, you can't stereotype people, blah, 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 blah. But in this movie, everyone's kind of a stereotype, but it's so real. Yes. How do you confront that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't show how people are if it conforms to stereotypes. No. No, that didn't no. work. No, no, no. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. It. People hate me when I say this, but stereotypes do exist for a reason. It's not because of some blanket. If you are this, you've definitely that. But a lot of people. There's a reason they're a the stereotype because it fits, and you can portray that in a way that's not offensive by doing it real. 
I think this movie did a solid job. With I think that. so. Definitely better than a lot of black exploitation mm-hmm. flicks I've seen. Definitely uh, better than a lot of police movies. Uh, yeah, fair. This was almost not a police movie. It's the way they went about it. Yeah. He's just kind of going around doing his thing. <laughs> and somehow in the midst of it, he figures it all out to, in ways I still don't quite understand. All of a sudden, he was in the bar and allowed to play bartender. Well, he's got the relationships with the people in the field. Oh, like that's true. He knows his... He has his connections, as exactly. any g- good private eye does. But he, he just knew those in dudes Harlem, were he knows in there. people in the v- village. He knows people... Well, of course, it's the bar right across the street from his office. That's true. They were watching him. If you're a private detective in New York in the 70s and you don't know the bartender at the bar across the street from your office, what are you even doing? It's true. Like, don't know him well enough to slip him a 20 and take over the bar? That's a, that's a problem. Yeah. That's You're not a good private eye. <laughs> Expenses. Yep. At least he's stimulating the local economy with the expenses. Yeah. Because, of course, Bumpy can't do that. Nope. I was waiting for a little social commentary in that of, well, here's this mob guy, Bumpy, who has all the money he could ever want, and it's no excuse. It's no problem. Yeah. But there's still how many poor-ass people in Harlem. Yeah. In his domain. Well, and... It's part of why he's got all the money is because he's taking it from them. Mm-hmm. Well, they're giving it to him for the services he's providing. Yes. And he made a great point about the other guy that, like, look, man, I'm selling numbers and girls and all that, and you're selling pie-in-the-sky dreams. Crap and blue sky, I believe yeah, is what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you're selling a revolution. I'm selling vice. We're doing the same thing. We just got different products. Mm-hmm. And one pays more better than the other. Yep. <laughs> that was in there. He didn't say it, but that was totally why he brought yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The money didn't matter. Money always matters. Yep. Young idealist. It was nice to be explored that a little. Just yeah. different age groups and their perspective in the early 70s. <laughs> This is ultimately a damn good movie. This is good. Like, yeah. Our ending was, I don't know. A little slapdash. Yeah, I was wanting more. Well, that's because we've been raised on modern action blockbusters. I guess. And this is not one of those. That's true. It was actually somewhat realistic for how something like that would go down. Mm. Did have an action-packed last few minutes, though. It did. Swinging in through the window and the fire hose <laughs> in the hallway. It was fun. Yeah. But I don't, I just wanted more, like, I don't know, a confrontation with Bumpy or some other layer. Marcy was a snitch or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> just all of a sudden the credits started rolling. I'm like, oh, we're done? Really? Okay. I, I kind of appreciated the realism. It was very real. And I'm not saying I hated the ending, but just all of a sudden the credits started rolling and I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) It was a little abrupt. Yes. (laughs) 
You 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 want a little bit of the aftermath. You want to see Bumpy and his daughter reunited, and I think that's part of it. Was we just see... had all of yeah, this yeah, yeah. climactic showdown, and then it's done after shut it yourself, <laughs> shitty. <laughs> yeah, we don't we, we don't get to see the cop deal with cleaning up the crime scene. We don't we get never to... see that. Well, a little bit. Didn't we in the where Shaft first ran into the or first saw Marcy and got shot? Sort of. We saw on scene there. Yeah. We didn't see him do too much there, but we saw him on scene. Beyond that, you just heard him bitching about always having to clean it up. Oh well, yeah. I which I did like. He goes to Shaft's place. And... <laughs> yes. He told me to bring you in if I found you. Are you home? Hell no. <laughs> well, call me when, when you're you home. get home. <laughs> it's another one of those uh, moral ethical dilemmas, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm a cop. I'm supposed to go by the, the, the law, but here's this guy who I know is going to help us when it comes to upholding the law so I can um, not uphold the law where he's concerned. <laughs> If I ignore the law, he'll help uphold the law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a good movie for that, just painting yeah. that hypocrisy of the law. Yep. Now, we all think that it's a hard and true thing, or at least a hardliners in our world. We like to pretend want it to be. that it is. Yeah. And, and just assume it's not. that it, that's the law, that's what it is. Da da da. <laughs> reality says no. Doesn't work that way. No. So yeah, a gritty realness throughout. Yeah. Even like the women portrayed. There weren't many, but no. they were portrayed like real women and not just like bimbos like real or people, yeah. yeah. Empty headed bodies. Yep. <laughs> that said, I don't know if I want to watch the sequels. Um I, I'm a bit worried about Shaft in Africa. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is one of those, the original seems pretty damn good, and I understand why you franchised it, but I just get the feeling it's not going to be the same. No, it feels like a Rocky or a Rambo to me. <laughs> <laughs> Where the sequels just throw out everything that made the first one good in favor of turning a quick buck. Yep. Yeah. Interesting in this mob movie with turf war potentials and stuff. Money's a thing, but it wasn't a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. Like there wasn't $50 million in briefcases being smuggled and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It was just this kidnapped girl. And 10000 ahead for people to go to war because that's what the government pays soldiers yeah. or whatever. And... That was an interesting commentary in there. Yeah. Yeah, there's that one money discussion as they hustle Bumpy. Yep. But otherwise, you know, money wasn't... It didn't make the movie go around. No. Like a lot of mob police-related movies do. Yeah. I think that helped with the realness. Because sometimes with when you're yeah, dealing yeah. with these large sums and transactions with people in fancy suits, I'm like, <laughs> I can't relate to this. Yeah. I assume it goes on with people who can afford to have it go on, but I can't relate to this. 
Not that I can relate to a kidnapping. I've never known anyone to be kidnapped, because I don't know anyone important enough to be kidnapped. At least not yet. Maybe someday, if we have enough patrons, we'll be important enough to be kidnapped. Support us on Patreon, fund our future kidnapping. Uh... We need ransom money. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Uh, check us out or check us out on our website, crackerclassics.com. Um, if you happen to know which Shaft movie actually originated the phrase, "'Tis my duty to please that booty," please let us know. Send us an email, crackerclassics at gmail.com. Joshua will be forever grateful. Yeah, because I've, I've gone through two pages of Google results. Like, it's not right. What the hell? Because I know it didn't originate in the 2000 film. I know. I know it didn't because I was waiting for it when Samuel L. said it. I was like, yeah, yeah. But I don't know where it came from. Help. <laughs> Someone out there will. I guess we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Bye.